After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, Juice Mason alongside Morgan Reagan, recording this after the Kings for the 0-2 in the preseason following uh, a loss in Anaheim tonight to the Lakers. 109 to 101. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> 101. Of course, tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Just check out their website, trustnorthwest.com. Okay, and now we're going to do some talking exercises <laughs> okay, because really? you are having issues. You don't understand. I was actually doing a bit. Okay, the, what it, was the bit? The bit was, that was my impression of the King's Oh, doing game. a shitty job. There's some good, yeah, there's yeah. some bad, some stumbling. Yeah. That's kind of what... Okay. That's, it was a bit. Hey. Right? Good twist. How you doing? Yeah. Um, A little shitty, a little good, a little all the things was going on tonight in that game. And um, I'm with you. We said this early on. We're ready for the regular season yeah, to yeah. start. But hey, you know what? It was fun because you and I... um. I have started to do little previews before every single game. And today we did what to watch out for. And we were like, hey, let's watch out for Sasha Vizenkov, what he's going to do. Hey, he was in the starting lineup. We mentioned Duarte. We mentioned staggering lineups. We saw a little bit of that tonight. Let's go over what went down for the Sacramento Kings against the L.A. Lakers. So the Lakers were without Anthony Davis, Mm -hmm. LeBron James, Mm -hmm. Austin Reeves, Mm -hmm. Jared Vanderbilt, And Cam Reddish. Yes. The Kings were without Keegan Murray tonight. Right thumb soreness. So you're wondering, what are they going to do with the starting lineup? No Keegan. Sasha goes in the starting lineup. I loved it, especially after everything that just went down this entire week of, of hey, why didn't Sasha go in until the third quarter in that first preseason yeah, yeah. game? Hey, why did Mike Brown say, I don't know what our, if he's even going to be in the rotation? He didn't, I'm misquoting him, um, but said it along those lines. And then we get into game two of the preseason and boom, starting lineup. Oh, there's always overreactions mm-hmm. for the preseason. I feel like it's, I feel like it's becoming even crazier with the overreactions. And are you saying around any I just think it's sports in general. But I mean, after the first preseason game, if you went on social media, it was like Chris Duarte was the worst player to ever lace up basketball shoes. Correct. And and then tonight he did some good things. We'll talk about that. And then there was obviously the panic. Sasha, what's going to happen with him? Blah, blah, blah. Well, there's some good... There's a lot of bad from Sacramento tonight as well, so let's unpack it all on the podcast. Yeah, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with Sasha being in the starting lineup Thank tonight you. with Fox, Herter, Harrison Barnes, and Amanis Sabonis. One of the first things they did early, a little split action, right? Split action. Fox 
gets it to Sabonis at the elbow. Fox goes to screen for the shooter. That is Sasha, who pops around a Sabonis screen and launches a three. Boom. Beautiful. His one three of the game, one of four um, tonight, which it was funny. I even texted you on one of his misses. I was like, it's... It's very strange seeing him miss his shot just like because of what we have seen from just, you know, videos of him shooting before games. And obviously in the first preseason game, you just see his shots like butter. It's so smooth. But um, yeah, he was doing a lot of moving out there on the offensive end. And then on the defensive end, he didn't look lost like he did in the first game. He looked so much better tonight defensively. Yeah. And he started on Torian Prince, who was in the starting lineup for the Lakers. You know, it's not like Torian Prince is going to torch you nonstop, but he's had some big games in the NBA before. Sure. Um, and I thought Sasha held his own. He had a nice, uh, I wrote this down. When was it in the third quarter or in the second? My notes are pretty bad tonight. How bad are these? No, I was going to how Here can it you is. read that? I, I'm Okay, this was second quarter. I know this. He had a nice step back, like Dirk-esque shot, mid-range over D'Angelo Russell. The next play... He was great in help. Okay. And he drew a charge on Max Christie. Okay. And, and that's what you wanted to see. He wasn't giving up middle. That's what yeah. we talked about, like just being in the right spots. You know, he's such a smart player that I knew he was going to catch on fast. And of course, he's not going up against like LeBron and the Lakers. But for him, it's just about getting adjusted to the NBA speed the action, some of these players out there. And I thought he had a nice bounce back game defensively. And then let's talk about the other element to all of that is that he was in the starting lineup with that first unit, right? So you have different pieces around you that are not only better than the next entire unit, but they've been doing it together for a little bit now as a unit so they trust each other they talk it up and then you plug one more guy in who understands basketball at a high level and probably saw what he didn't do in that first game and was like okay made those adjustments was with some better players yeah i like to see it for the second preseason game my one criticism of him tonight yeah don't pass up shots man yeah like he had some looks where it's like no shoot it you are a great shooter and that's totally him just trying to passive get being his a teammate. teammate. Like, yeah, I get it, but I know Mike Brown wants him to shoot. Oh yeah, shoot it, especially when you're in there. But yeah, I, I mean, offensively, his game is so smooth. You knew he was going to fit right in, and I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to see him play with different units tonight. Mike Brown shifted things where the first game it was like the starting five played together. Some brief moments of staggering, but not much at all. Then it was the second unit. Then it was the third unit. Well, tonight, we saw Sasha start the game with the starters. In the second half, we saw Chris Duarte start the game. Or start the second half with the starters. And then Sasha came in with that second unit. So it it felt a little more real tonight. We're like, okay, some legit staggering for moments of this game. And maybe we'll start seeing that, especially in Game 3 of the preseason when they take on the Warriors on Sunday. Um... But yeah, I, I thought it was a nice bounce back performance for Sasha, especially defensively. I thought offensively last game was like, yeah, he's great. It's going to fit in. I don't have any questions about it. I think all the questions people have had about Sasha have been defensively. And Mike Brown said at practice the other day when he was evaluating Sasha's defense against the Raptors, he called it okay at best, which you know, is not, 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 not good. good. Right? <laughs> but he was way better tonight, in my opinion. The Kings defense as a whole has, has oh. been an issue, though. And I look. Look we what? always have to drop the it's preseason. Take a shot every no. time. Do some most say it. Oh yeah. Let's only try to say it once tonight. Yeah. But like they talk so much about being physical, right? Yeah. And being locked in and, and communicating. They weren't any of those things. Dude. At first. To at start least. the game, yeah. one, there's some tough matchups. Herter just got torched well, by Russell. Let's talk, because let me just like get in there okay. for a second as you go about this, because you're exactly right. With D'Lo, I questioned over the summer, I'm like, well, Gabe Vincent's going to be their starting point guard. You know, I said it so confidently, which Gabe Vincent also looked, awesome tonight. looked yeah. great tonight, right? But D'Lo was making passes that made these Kings players just look bad. And it made them look bad because guys like 
Kevin Herter, for example, on that first on one of those first defensive possessions you're talking about, just wasn't seen man, seen ball, right? So D'Lo gets it to his man on the cut. Boom, easy two. And then it happened a few other times because guys just weren't physical and up in D'Lo. That's a problem, right? That's a because, big again, problem. I'm not expecting it to be perfect during this time of year. And I get less concerned about missed shots. The Kings, by the way, were 15 of 50 from three. They were chucking. In fact, all of Malik Monk's shots tonight were from three. Two of nine from three. Yeah. Oh, so God. Like guys are just getting shots. Up. I, it, they're missing a ton. Not worried about it. But I just want to see a little more fight defensively. I don't care if it's preseason. And like tonight's a great example of that. You're not playing Anthony Davis or LeBron, Austin Reeves. Yes. They're normal lineup. The Lakers have a deep team. I think they look a lot. They have a lot more depth compared to last year, especially with the moves they made at the end of last season. But I, I still expect it to be a little more challenging. Oh yeah, you no, know? that's. And, I wanted that from everyone, though. I I felt like I was I was like, why aren't people talking to one another? Why aren't people stepping up to the plate and getting up in a guy's jersey? And what I love though is that that adjustment was made and it was made later on in the game uh you saw De'Aaron Fox just working on guys right with the ball he was getting up mm -hmm. in the ball Davion Mitchell you know he's gonna do that like that's just his mo that's his identity but De'Aaron started doing that in the second half and then you saw um Domas just being really really I, I, I don't even want to say physical he was just he was vertical on so many on so many different defensive possessions that's what when they guys want. were coming down the yeah. middle, um, and he just did a good job of of utilizing his body and being the bigger guy in there at times. And yeah, like they just showed something different with their individual defensive play in that second half. Yeah, from that group, and then it got bad. From that group, <laughs> then it got bad yes. with the the second unit. The Lakers ended up scoring forty points in the third quarter. I think the one theme early on in the preseason with the defense that's been most frustrating to me has been transition defense. Oh, and my God. Morgan, stop ball. Stop Every ball. time. I, Every I time. don't like this is like basic transition defense. And I know for this coaching staff, Mike Brown, he's got to just be furious. Like, what are we doing? I don't like, care if it's JaVale McGee. Stop ball. Right. Like, if, if someone's behind you already helping out and making sure that no one else is uh behind you and gonna get an easy two somebody just stop all communicate stop all yeah and that happened far too many times in the first game against toronto and mm -hmm. it happened again, again tonight especially when that was like a point of emphasis like hey we got to be on it and it just the consistency wasn't there there were stretches where i mean and that's the whole that's been the kings really the last couple of years with this with this team going back to last year is oh there's stretches of good defense and you go they can do it but they have not been able to string it together. And for a team that doesn't have a whole bunch of lockdown individual defenders, you got to be engaged and getting burned in transition. You just, you can't excuse it. Mental like, mistakes. It's yeah. you have to be locked in physically and mentally yeah. when you're already yeah. not a great defender or when you're not a great defensive team. And Mike Brown wants to talk championship. He knows this team is good. I hope, I don't think this team would ever have that mentality of like, we're good so we can relax. Yeah, yeah. I like, I don't think that would ever fly. Um, so I never get that vibe, but I'm like, God, like every, every single second you are out there, even if it feels like you are putting a lot of energy into preseason, it's only going to make you stronger. It's only going to make you faster. It's only going to make you better. Yeah. And, there, there's going to just be some defensive breakdowns with some of the new guys in general because For they're sure. still learning the system, trying to remember things. But there was one in the first quarter. JaVel McGee was out in the perimeter trying to deal with Christian Wood, and Wood got by him. And it was an open lane dunk at the rim. And it should have been Chris Duarte stepping up mm. to take that charge, and he didn't. And I could tell McGee was upset, but I give Duarte credit because after that, I felt like he played a really strong game. Yeah, he's knocking down shots, and seeing him out there with Sabonis was nice, a guy yeah. he's comfortable with. But I thought defensively he showed me a little something too. He looked more locked in. Yeah. And it's crazy what your game can turn into when you are a little bit more locked in. You don't have to be the fastest guy out there, the most athletic guy. But if you are just really engaged and focused on what your job is in within that team defense – 
you're going to see some success. And yeah, it was nice to see him kind of turn that on. Um, and I thought a few guys had turned that on from the first unit, from the second unit. And I'll even say that, like, even when Colby Jones went in, I'm like, I love the way he moves out there on the floor. He, uh, mostly I'm talking about defensively. Like, yeah. when he has the ball, I, I, I appreciate him as, like, even a floor manager. Um, you know, still raw there. But, but I would say, like, as a defender, you can just tell he is listening to where he needs to be for the most part. He's just been solid. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. I mean, I don't know how he fits in to the rotation, especially early in the season as a rookie. I mean, I, I think we're, we're still kind of unclear what they're looking at, right? I, that's the other thing. We, we try to figure out these hints, you know. It, it, we're at training camp, and people are looking at what color jerseys these players may be wearing for this specific game. Yeah. And then we watch a preseason game and see – this one group together, and then the next game, you don't see it. It's like they're they're going to tinker. That's what preseason's for. It's going to be ugly. Um, there's going to be a ton of missed shots. There's going to be some sloppy play. These guys are rusty. Like, you can just expect it. I, I, I don't think I've ever watched so much preseason basketball in my life. And I've been watching a lot on League Pass, and I'm, like, oh my amazed God. at the sloppiness. I'm like, okay, well... It, it makes me feel a little better watching it, after watching oh, some of these totally games. Oh, it totally does. It's also like, all right, you want to look better in game three than you did game two. Yes. You know, and better than game one. I think my one of my things I was most disappointed about is once I found out nobody was playing on the Lakers, yep. uh, I was like, oh, okay. I think we, we even talked. We were like, okay, great. Well, then this should be uh, more of an opportunity for that first unit to show more dominance, right? Like, these aren't start. They're not all starting starters in the NBA. I mean, a few of them are whatever, but they didn't do that. They didn't come in and set the tone. And you're exactly right. Just going off of uh, NBA league pass and watching all these preseason games. I pretty much always watch Sacramento Kings preseason games yeah. every single year. And I, I'll whatever with dabble in some other games. I won't really watch them this year watching them more than ever and just comparing and i'm like oh it really is a whole bunch of sloppy basketball but the number one thing i noticed is the amount of missed threes the amount of missed shots that all these teams across the league yeah. have i i just i would prefer the kings not taking 50 in a game i do want to see I, I get your shots up and i i mean alex len took a three tonight and he, yeah you know he, he's not known for being a three-point shooter at least the last few years i mean back in the atlanta days he was but I just would rather not see 50. Like, just have a little more balance. Like, Sabonis took one. Working some, and I want that. You know, I, I, Sabonis took a mid-range shot today. I'm like, good. And then he hesitated on one. I'm like, no, don't pump it. Just shoot it. I don't care if Jackson Hayes is right there. Just shoot the ball with confidence every time. Why didn't you want Alex Len to try one in preseason? I don't mind, but. He used to always no, no, shoot no, threes. That, I just said that. Yeah. I just mentioned that. I am i don't need to see the Kings shoot 53s. You know, I, I just want Play like you would in the regular season a little no, bit. Try okay. some new shit. Fair. Take some shots. Like Malik Monk's probably like, I'm just trying to find my shooting stroke in a game. I'm going to launch nine of them tonight. Fine. He still, Malik Monk still had some like nice moments in the pick and roll yeah. with JaVel McGee oh, where you're yes. going, all right, this is that's going to I be want. a thing. They have instant chemistry and that's great. But I, I think Malik Monk is so great at attacking the basket. Well, the Lakers don't have a whole bunch of size up there right yeah. now. Like, go attack the basket a little bit. You know, get, get those paint going. touches. Yeah. I just want to see a little bit more of that. I, I'm with you on that. And I think one of the other things that made me excited is when Davion went to the basket. Um, I think that was in the second half. And he just, he, like, realized he didn't have a layup or whatever. That's a great pass. And just lobbed it up to JaVale. Oh, that one. He lobbed it up to JaVale McGee, like, last minute. And it's like... What I love is that there's already that instant connection to JaVale. Like, your lob threat, if we lose something, we're going to throw our garbage to you. And please try and figure it out. Yeah, Davion didn't knock down his shots. And I used one of seven, one of five from three. And I know that's something we're going to be paying attention to this year because we're like, this is the step he needs to take. But I, I think running the team... He's looked more comfortable out there. It was that lob. Yes. And I don't know if, if it was last second. McGee seemed kind of slow to roll to the basket, but whatever. He threw it up high. McGee went and got it. But he had another play where he attacked the basket. Defense collapses, and he threw a great pass out to the perimeter. It was a missed three, but I'm like, 
okay, this is... He's this, seen the floor. You're, you're seeing the floor much better. And I, I think he had the tendency, especially last year, I, I think he struggled learning the system. And I think there was too much of him holding on to the ball there for we too go. long, over-dribbling. Yep. And it, it seems like he's much more comfortable in the preseason. He's making quick decisions, yeah. right? Like, that's why even when I said last minute, it was in in his decision-making on that in that moment when he drove to the basket, there was another big coming up on him that committed over to him. And he's like, well, shit, I don't have a layup. So then he just threw and he's like, I got an open man rolling to the basket. Boom. Let me throw it up for him. Jam. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. What is your question? I don't even know if it's a question. I don't know why I said that. We saw some Sasha at the three tonight. That's a statement. Okay. I'm just curious what, brown is going to do here because it looks like he so he played a lineup in the third quarter as mitchell monk sasha lyles mcgee obviously morgan we're not going to see all bench lineups out there during the regular season my point though is trying to play him at the three lyles at the four i just don't think that's a recipe for success especially defensively you know like sasha defending some threes out there Maybe he's just seeing what it looks like in the preseason. But I'm, I think my point to this is one of the challenges Mike Brown's going to have this year is figuring out who the hell to play because of all the guys they have. Yeah. Like, you know, the starting five, what it's going to be to start the season, same as last year. You're playing Monk, right? Yeah. You're playing uh, Mitchell. Yeah. I would think most yep. nights. Okay. Uh, Sasha. Yeah. McGee. Okay. Lyles. Uh-huh. Okay, that's 10. Yeah. He said he wants to play 9 to 10, and you can't play There's all those. There's your 10. Uh, okay, so Duarte's not playing. I mean, he seems like he likes Duarte, too, but though. I, I think Duarte I might get some early season run here, I mean, so there's 11. Look, look, though, too, and not to say, like, that, but it is it is very common in the NBA for someone to be out with a thumb injury, to have soreness, to have all these things. I get it. And I, I, my point is, is that someone like Duarte might – not see all those NBA minutes all the time and be in that rotation right away. But like he, it's like Davion last year when we were talking about how, even if he's coming in for two minutes, he has to be ready in the first five seconds that he steps on the floor. That's not easy to do for a lot of athletes, right? Like you just have to mentally, physically, everything, just be ready. Boom. You got to be ready to dominate. And I think he's starting to realize that that he's going to have that short leash. So make sure you do things right. He improved his game. We're already seeing it. And I think that same thing's going to happen a lot more with Chris Duarte. I mean, I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. It can completely change. Well, he had a really, I mean, he was 4 4, knocked down all of his shots, better defensively, drew an offensive foul. He did a great job on helping a Christian Wood post up in the third quarter. I just, I, I saw much better signs from him. And, like, I think the other thing, too, is, like, he didn't play a lot last year. I know mm -hmm. we mentioned that the last podcast. So just him getting out there with a new team, learning guys, that's what the preseason's for, I guess. But, but like, I there's – what? I feel like we are talking really in-depth on preseason right now, aren't we? No, I feel like you and I are just having the conversation okay. we would have literally right over there in that corner. I mean, this is this is, like, what we talk about on a walk. You know, like, this is just what we talk about. We have no lives. Um, but the other thing I was going to say about Chris Duarte even, it's like like even when we talk about it, we're we're we are just analyzing what we see. We're not saying that's going to be the case. It's the same thing that happened with Mike Brown and playing Sasha Vazenkov. Uh, not until the third quarter and then saying a few things. We're going off of what we, what, what we heard and then he started tonight. So I think my whole thing too with Chris Duarte, I go, there could be, we saw this last year, there could be nights where guys are just off on the road, like Malik is having yeah. a chaotic night or whatever. And he's like, F that, bench, boom, go Duarte. He has it in him. Let's see Let's see if he has that fire, that energy, whatever. He's got good size. And if he's knocking down his three, he moves well without the ball. He has that chemistry with Sabonis. You could see why he'd fit in. I know I, I when they got him, I was like, well, maybe he's more of that guy in that, you know, that Terrence Davis role. So of last year where, yeah, maybe. Terrence was kind yeah. of that guy where it's like, ah, oh, tonight we need this lift or, okay, he's going to be a regular in the rotation for a stretch. But I just think Mike Brown's going to have some interesting things to decide. And I was, I was 
uh, interested that he put Sasha in there at the three with Lyles and Len, and then you know Lyles and McGee. Got to try it all out. That's yeah, what that's what preseason's I, about. I get it, but like, let's also that lineup would not work in the regular season. Like, no, him, him at the three. It just. Doesn't. I mean, wouldn't that? I mean, can't you honestly say, like, depending on the matchup, when if you look around <sighs> the league, like, what's that matchup going to be? But then look, you came into a preseason game, a preseason game tonight, where it's like. Their lineup is just completely different. That happens in this league. And if that's something you can do because certain guys are having off nights or certain guys are a little banged up, then that's great that you can go into your bench, into your depth, and do something like that with your rotation. Let's give love. I love combos. To all the people watching us live right now, make sure to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe if you have not done so yet. How about this taste? Oh, my God. And it went away. Oh, uh, I felt it. I was, when I was talking that whole time, it was right there. I was trying to fit, finish my sentence, and then it went away. What? Damn it. What a weird Damn it. Um, yeah, give us, and also in the chat, we'd love to read some of your comments and um, questions you guys might have. What did you guys see? What have you guys seen in the first couple of preseason games? I just don't overreact to this stuff. Like, yeah, they're not shooting the ball well. Herder has hit like one three, I think now. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this if I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, be completely honest. You have. I wrote down five oh two. Herder hits three ball because I'm like I need to see that. Wait, so you wrote it down before it happened? No, I wrote oh. it. Oh, yeah, I went five oh two. He's going to hit it. And what do you know? He hit it. Yeah, Morgan. <laughs> Wait, wait. So you're just. My point is, yeah, I needed to see. I wrote it down because I'm like, I wouldn't just okay. write down a hurt or three ball, but I wrote it down because I'm like, that was got his it. first one. And in that moment, I'm like, I needed to see that. Because our last it. memory of him was, you know, that, that series against the Warriors. Yeah. No. And it's, and especially just even how his shot changed um, as the season kept going. I think as teams started figuring him out a little bit more. And I think it's really important. Like, there's still so much value to him and his ability to create on the offensive end, still be that threat from the outside, but to also like you look at his DHOs, it's mid range. Like there's so much more to his game that I think there's going to be times where he just has to make sure that he's not just going to be the catch and shoot, rely on that kind of person player. Uh, I thought De'Aaron Fox had some nice moments tonight. And one thing that I liked, they ran a little pin down for him and he popped to the corner for a three did he it? make that one he did oh fox had 18 points five assists tonight three rebounds six of 12 shooting two of five from three wow i like it he and also i know it's two games harrison barnes has looked a little spry here in the preseason Dude, huh? does I, he look a little yes it, again again the, again we do this yes. we always we harrison barnes poor guy it always takes a while to get to Harrison Barnes, even though he is consistent. I mean, he played in all 82 games of the regular season last year. Like, you talk about a guy that is there, that is working. And I feel like this year, I don't know, he feels like he could be even taking a little step in his game because he understands, like, there's competition behind him. If he's not doing everything right, like, someone else is going to see those minutes. Benny on Twitter tweeted me saying literally zero minutes of Lyles at the five tonight. Can someone ask Mike what his plan is for working this in this season? Like if it's matchup dependent, I don't know why it wouldn't work against Jackson Hayes and uh, Christie. It was dominant against the freaking Warriors. Uh, yeah, I I'm a big fan of Trey Lyles at the five. Um, and I know they're, they're focused so much on like, hey, we got to have rim protection. You know, having McGee in there is like a lob threat. But Trey Lyles gives the Kings such a different look, and he's able to space the floor, bring some of these bigs mm -hmm. out to try to defend him. He can hit a three. He can put the ball on the floor and dunk on your head. He did that to Gobert yeah. against Minnesota last year. We saw the success he had against Golden State. And then I actually think defensively, that guy competes his ass off. Yep. Like He's not afraid to get physical. He'll take a charge. He'll he body talks. guys up. He, he tries to get vertical. He's not going to be blocking shots left and right. But I, I definitely think, the Kings should use Trey Lyles at the five. To me, that's that's a no-brainer. He's strong. Like, he's just, he's a super strong guy. And I think you look at that on both ends of the floor. But 
you were talking a little bit about how he can stretch the floor on the offensive end and it can even bring out the big um, because he can be that three-point threat and everything, which only allows more of an open space for deer and Fox to go to work right in the paint and do what he needs to do. So yeah, I, I think seeing that there was success with it last season, we're going to see it, but I think Mike Brown already knows kind of what he has with that as well. So it's not, it's like we're in the second preseason game. McGee's got to play, you know, they got to run him out there watching him. He looks like he's adjusting to the King style of play of getting up and down the floor. Like he looked pretty tired in both games as the game went on. And I think, look, he didn't play a ton last year with Dallas and Dallas wasn't exactly like sprinting up the floor Mm-mm. pre Kyrie trade. You know, I mean, they it's a lot of standing around watching Luca do his thing. Oh, some pick and rolls here. Not it wasn't like that where the Kings are like, no, we need to run constantly pace, pace, pace on offense and oh, get back on defense. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, you already know game shape is just such yeah. a, such a different shape. And especially with the way this Kings offense plays um, up and down. I mean, there, there, there was even a moment tonight. I forget who went from, it was probably De'Aaron, but I forget who it was that went from rim to rim. And I saw like Sabonis trying to make sure that he's sprinting all the way down. So then he could try and get that offensive rebound if it were to miss. And then as soon as it doesn't, and the team's going the other, the Lakers are going the other way. It's just like that quick two step sprint back. I mean, you just think about doing one sprint on a basketball court at times. And you think about how much that might tire you out just as like a normal human. I mean, you see me running at 10th and P in Sacramento. Sometimes you'd be like, wow, this guy's a gazelle. It's nonstop. A gazelle. Yeah. I feel like like a cheetah. Unlimited motor. Okay. It's crazy. I mean, and there's like pickup games where you play and then you stop and they're not. And by the way, they're not NBA paced. I play at an NBA pace when I'm out there. That's what I do. Everyone else is like getting up. And down. No, I'm running. I'm bumping. Uh, I'm playing lo- physical. I love when media members <laughs> think they're good at basketball. It's so cute. I didn't even say it was good, but I'm better than any other media member in Sacramento besides Kenny Caraway. <laughs> Give him the love he deserves. I love it. Yeah, what about cool. besides me? I mean, Morgan, you, hey, how about one of these days you come out and play and then we could talk. Don't. T- I used to play. That's cool that you used to play. There's a lot of people who used to play that can't play anymore. How about you get out and have a run? Can't really say much to that. Except that my shoulder comes out of the socket, but OK. Man, um, Stephen Smith says, give me Deuce versus Damien one on one. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I get, I have never seen Damien play basketball. Does so he I don't play? Know. I don't know. That's why I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So it's hard for me to, to talk <laughs> shit. Um, let's see here. Paul says, I like Lyles a lot at the five while giving McGee spot minutes. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. Look, I think JaVale McGee can have great chemistry with Malik Monk in the pick and roll. He, he can block some shots like he's got great size once he gets into that games game shape of you know running with the kings i think he'd be really nice i do think it's a position though that depending on the night yeah you go to trey lyles instead it's it's it, you guys in my opinion it's he's a going, smart player well yes all those things i wasn't gonna say that i was gonna say it's going to be depending on the matchup and Again, you saw it last year. It's going to be depending on who's giving what that night. Um, Mike Brown isn't afraid to be like, next man up. Next man up. You all train for it. Who's ready? Next man up. I mean, last year, I forget what game it was on the road when they had to go to, um, and love him, but they had to go to Matthew Delavadova just because like the energy wasn't there. I feel like it was in Houston or something. Yeah. Was it? I, I don't know, Morgan. Okay. I, th- th- those... <laughs> Delhi minutes, you know, I, I kind of blocked out. That's no, no Delhi slander here. I'm not. Delhi was a nice contributor at the NBA yeah. level for a stretch. Yep. Not really last year. It's not. We're not. We're not going to do this. I don't understand why you're trying to make me out like a bad guy here. Because there's just there's no point to it. 
There's no point to it. Girl. And I would just appreciate Girl, if I just I try to block out some of those minutes. Morgan, it's not a disrespect thing, but if you're going it to Delhi for and energy... By the way, and I love this guy, too, because he's such a good guy, okay. but it's, they weren't Corey Joseph minutes. Like, they weren't in Kojo's Yes, because they were person. playing Kojo, like, 30 minutes a night every night. Man. It's true. It's true. We have much more to get to on the podcast. We've got to talk about the NBA GM survey, but first, we have to say that tonight's podcast, after every single Kings game... We have a brand new presenting sponsor. Shout out to our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. And check out their website, TrustNorthwest.com. Oh, my God. I mean, the most life-changing thing that has ever been done to this home was changing out the windows. And for years, I didn't know that that was the reason why I was losing so much money on my energy bills. I didn't realize that it was going to make my house look brand new and charming and perfect. Um, so I wish I knew that stuff. And I'm really glad that Northwest came into my life, but I'm telling you guys, if for some reason you're like, my house needs an update or why is it not staying hot in here when I have the heater on? You should check out those windows and Northwest exteriors has the best people with the best knowledge of all the things you might need. Yeah, thanks for letting me talk about oh, them sorry. too. Okay. I have some things to say about oh, them. What, what do you look? They don't have subcontractors. They've got people been working there for years and years. They come out to your house and do amazing work. Great people. So and good. New windows is life changing. So look at your windows. If you got like some single pane, it's got to go. You're going to save money on Has your energy bills. It's going to be quieter noise mm -hmm. reduction. It's a game changer. So if you're in the market for new windows, check out Northwest Exteriors and their website, trustnorthwest.com. Sing it with me. Let's go. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. I didn't know that you actually cut it. Good job. Uh, I had it right this time. Oh, it sounds so good. I love it. We're also presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T. R. Reagan. Oh, T. Hey, Reagan. If you need to read a dark, a twisted thriller, this is the perfect way to go. T. R. Reagan is dark. She's disgusting. Yeah. And you will love her books. Yeah. And Halloween's coming around the corner. And so if you're looking to feel a little bit more scared, Go check out our books like they're scarier than shit. And sometimes I wish I didn't read them because now I have nightmares. But if you want nightmares too, make sure to check them out. TRReagan.com or go to Amazon.com and search TR Reagan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And one last thing we have to shout out. Oh, yeah. We oh do have a Patreon. Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo, you could support the show. In fact, we I'm dropped. not caught up well, at all. Uh, that's our interview that was playing that we dropped early for Patreon members. Check that out. It's with Howard Beck from The Ringer. We dropped out a couple days early. We dropped exclusive content there. We have monthly Q and A's for members only merch discounts and more. Just go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. Thank you for the support. It means the world. All right, Morgan Reagan next up for the Sacramento Kings. Yes. 
they will be at home for the preseason. First preseason home game is coming up Sunday night. Ooh. Kings and, and Warriors. There should be a fun show on before that, too. Before the show? I, I'm before pretty, the game? Pretty sure before or after. Yes, and that game's going to be on NBC Sports California. For all those who don't know, that game will be on NBC Sports California. So you're going to have to find some stream or some illegal feed or do whatever you got to do. You can do you it right. watch on NBC Sports California. Yeah, so excited for that. Excited for them to be home. I'm sure we'll both be there, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot uh, how this basketball season thing works. I am interested to see how Mike Brown um, works the lineups. I, I play your starters. They played. He said going into tonight they were going to play 18 to 24 minutes, and that's kind of what he did. I yeah. Think the most the starter played was 24 minutes. So. I would like to see the guys get a little more run. I want to keep that similar theme, you know? And it's against the Warriors, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think game three of the preseason, it's like you said, are you going to see a little, things a little bit more tightened up into what they want to see going into the regular season? I, I don't know what all these teams' strategies are, especially when they don't play a guy or when they do play a guy. Um, but either way, yeah, I'm excited to just see it back on the home floor. You guys want to hear what Mike Brown had to say after the game tonight? Do you think how much do you think he talked about the defense, or do you think it's like, oh, we're still learning? Was he nice tonight? Was he okay or just bad? I'm gonna say he was uh, not happy, not mad, so just in between. All right, here's Mike Brown from the Kings YouTube page. I thought there were times that uh, uh, we moved the ball, we executed very well, and uh, what we did, the game was really easy for us. Um, and then there were other times, a lot of other times where we didn't. Offensively, uh, I thought we got a little impatient uh, during the course of the game, which showed in you know tough shots and or bad spacing. Um, so that's what I saw offensively. And I think that then defensively, you know, we, we have to figure out a way um, to make our opponent feel us. I thought that defensively, they just played uh, too comfortable most of the game. You know, D'Lo, he came off of pick and rolls and, and shot the ball like he was playing horse, you know, at times. And so uh, we have to do a better job of trying to get to the ball and, and being physical without uh, without fouling or sending them to the free throw line because uh, we didn't do a good job of it tonight. Any other questions? Yeah, Mike, where, where does the team go from here with getting to that physicality that you're looking for without fouling? Uh, I mean, it's us continuing to coach. It's a long, long season. And, uh, you know, we're two games into the preseason and we haven't played up to the standard that I know that I, I'd like to, and, and I'm sure everybody in that locker room as well. Uh, so we have to keep showing it on film. We have to keep preaching it. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if, if we can't get certain guys to do it, that's where you find that. That's where you show, shorten and figure out what your rotation is, who's going to play, you know, at the end of the day. And so we need to get it on both ends of the floor from uh, everybody that we put out there the right way. Mike, you started in Sasha in the first half, yeah. and Chris in the second. What did you, you see from those two guys? Uh, you know, I, I thought they were pretty good. I, I thought, uh, I, I thought Chris, you know, you could feel him defensively. He was, he was pretty good. He was pretty active defensively. He got a couple of deflections. Uh, you know, I don't think he allowed the ball to be blown by him at all. Um, and. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, I thought offensively they both played fairly well. You know, just off my recollection without watching the film, Jay. Coach, uh, what did you see out of the air tonight? Uh, Foxy's he's going to be okay. I mean, you know, I thought he was pretty good defensively, uh, and then offensively, you know, he's shown the ability to get to the spots that he wants to get to. Uh, so I, 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 you know, again, without uh, my recollection on it, without me watching the film, I thought he was pretty good on both ends of the floor. Thank you. Thank you.
How about the transition defense? You, you, that was an emphasis for you. Were you more pleased or, or less with that? Yeah, it, it was a little better tonight than uh, uh, than the night before. That I, I thought was better. And then, uh, you know, obviously our fouling was too. Um, you know, we, we, we also did a great job um, using verticality uh, on drives a couple of times, even in transition. We just went vertical and didn't foul. And, and so to see those things, pretty good. Um, but, you know, that was an emphasis that we wanted to put in place from uh, – from the first game, our transition defense and that got guys did a pretty good job with it. What will you focus on, you know, say tomorrow when you guys get back in the gym? Uh, well, we'll probably watch, you know, watch the clips from from uh, from tonight, and uh, we'll see, um, you know, why why um, the game was so easy for them, for the Lakers, and again, a lot of it was uh, pick and rolls situations or not getting to, bo to a body, uh, especially when a guy is labeled as hot and allowing them to shoot real comfortably. So um, our on-ball defense, whether it's in a pick-and-roll situation or a closeout or a one-on-one, is going to be something that we'll take a look at. All right, there's Mike Brown after this game tonight. The one thing I do disagree with was him talking about the transition defense. He's right in this from the standpoint that at times they did a good job at being vertical, Yeah, but they didn't stop ball. And that's the thing. I'm sorry. Like, you, you have to stop the ball it in transition. Was, here's the thing. He compared it to the preseason yeah, yeah. game one You're right. where really it was bad. atrocious. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> yeah, it was better. And, I mean, they're still, again, they're, they have to communicate, Deuce, who has to pick up ball. Yeah. They don't know each other. Uh, there's a few guys out there that still are learning and getting to know each other. That's fair. And then he talked about D'Angelo. D'Lo was, man, he just got to his spots tonight. And, yeah, the pick and roll. But they did such a good job, the guards, even Gabe Vincent, of just pushing the pace mm -hmm. and getting in the early offense. And you're getting the defense on their heels. There's cross matches everywhere. And then those guys hit some really nice shots. I, I thought Gabe Vincent hit some tough shots. Oh but God. he also just got to his spots. And that's the thing. You can't let these guys, especially – someone like D'Angelo Russell who can get it going and be red hot. He's like the ultimate King's killer. You can't let him get that confident. The best thing that Mike Brown said was like, we didn't make these guys feel us tonight. Cause I think like there was physic, there was some physicality there, all those things. But when I was trying to even explain what Domas did well, a few times in the paint, he he made his presence felt, yeah. right? Like, even if it was just being vertical. And then there's times when guys picked it up, especially in that second half, where they were like, oh, no, we're going to make sure they know that I understand that this guy's backdooring or I'm going to bump him as he comes through the paint. So, yeah, it improved. All right, two games in. Is there – if you had, like, a panic button mm. out about anything, would you even – no. If you had a panic button for the defense, would you be hitting it? Nope. Rebounding? You know, you know my thing every year. 15, 20 games. That's when I really like that is when I mean, and I think that's a lot of people's way of measuring a team or um, allowing them to really figure out their identity, their rotations, who they want to be as a team. And look, the Kings, like we've talked about many times, their defense looked really good in the playoffs. And it did not look good at home, and it didn't look great for a lot of the season. So that's why this year, being together, 15, 20 games in, let's see. Another thing that Mike Brown mentioned, he was talking about Chris Duarte, and he loved his defense. Yeah. And he thought his offense was really good. That's what I'm saying. If Chris Duarte is playing defense, mm -hmm. and he's knocking down a shot, he's playing. He's yeah. in the rotation. That means someone's not playing is my whole point. You can't play all these guys. And that's what's going to be interesting for Mike Brown to start figuring out. Great problem to have. It is. I'm looking also at a couple things tonight. I mean, you expect turnovers in the preseason, 16 turnovers for the Kings. I feel like Malik Monk's just been a little sloppy with the ball the, the first two games, but yeah, he'll be fine. Get it out of your system. I mean, it's the same thing like Mike Brown just said about De'Aaron Fox. Like, he'll be fine. Like, he'll figure it out. Whatever he's got to do. All right, we got to get to this. So <laughs> Morgan's parents, they sent a video and they did like 
their own podcasts structured like ours, but literally critiquing what we did in the last podcast. Yeah, what they liked and they didn't like about it. Uh-huh. And then they tried taking bits from us and just imitating us. So we're going to play some of it? Should we play some of it? Just some of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you want to play all of it? Is it too cringy for you to watch? Um, It's just like, I mean, they, they made it for us. I, I'm, well, don't send it. Because <laughs> guess what? We're playing some of it. We'll play some of uh, it. Yeah, Man, yeah. Deal with it. You send it. Hey, if you're brave enough to get on video and roast... It's okay. We'll play it for the people. Uh, let's. Trees and oh, I'm gonna fast forward. Oh wait, Trees that's and Joe. You want the th- song in there? A little bit. All right, here we go. Wait, just a little bit. Trees and Joe. Trees and Joe. Teresa. Teresa and Joe. It's <laughs> gonna kill Podcast us. Podcast about this and Mo. Teresa and Joe. <laughs> Trees and Joe. Trees and Joe. <laughs> They'll tell you what they know. I can't believe they did photos. Hey. In a photo of hey. us behind Hello. them. Hello, and we are alive! <laughs> Welcome to the this first, isn't uh, a real shot. What are you doing? Tequila, little tequila to oh. celebrate. Oh. Okay. She'd be oh. dying. We are uh, a podcast uh, about the Deuce and Mo podcast. Uh, it's the, preseason. Uh, we don't want to say that too much. No, it's preseason. <laughs> and uh, as it is preseason, we're going to be doing oh a little preseason, preseason stuff. Talk about Deuce and Mo. Talk about the preseason show, actually. Starting with, what did you think about their new sponsor? The windows. Oh my god. Uh, so I love funny. the windows, love the Northwest. Uh, Thanks. We have we a sponsor. Have, yeah, we oh. do. Yeah. Uh oh, I think there's Ma- marathon. <laughs> marathon <Dead>. toilet paper. <laughs> Dead. When you gotta wipe, use uh, marathon. Uh, right. She has her glasses so, yeah, on. I, I missed you guys, all our fans out there. Did you know we have one million subscribers? I just looked. Um, that is one million uh, subscribers. You want to keep going? No. Okay. All right. So there, there's a brief. That's oh this God. goes on for another, another two minutes. Yeah. Pretty much. Another two minutes, and it's um, it's dead on to what we do, which then made me reflect on what we do, and I was like, oh shit. Do yeah, we need to change some things? Yeah. Here's the one thing I need to change, and yeah. I, I'm more than aware of it. It's really hard to balance like talking and chatting with people because you want we're, we try to be interactive when we're live like this. We want to talk sure. to people and it, it is challenging like reading stuff and like, all right, Morgan's making a point here. Oh, we got this sound. Mike Brown, is it ready? There's a lot of stuff we're juggling. And oh. I, I, I know I'm always like looking at the chat sometimes. Just you know. like he is right now. Oh, yeah. And that's why if you ever see me do like, I'll, I'll do like a swipe. Because I know he's reading something, and I'm like, nope, you need to hear this point. You need to hear this point. Uh, the chat, rave reviews for your parents, by the way. Wow. Mark says, I think I'd rather watch a couple hours of Mom and Dad than The Kings tonight. Cute. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of shitty basketball. Uh, the end says the Deuce impersonation is identical. <gasps> we are alive. <laughs> Uh, Adrian says they're sitting on the wrong side, though. Mm, Jake point. said cringe. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like that. Comment oh, from Jake. I mean, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. They're just giving their critiques. Yeah. Let's get some more comments. God's love be with you. Says Sasha is super slow. I actually saw him play for the first time. He moves like a slot. <laughs> I didn't expect to read that. Um, yeah, he's not. Get, he's not going to blow you. He's not going to be blowing go- uh, by guys. Blowing by, guys. <laughs> I hope Blowing not. by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's not like a freak athlete, but he's a smart player. And he moves well without the ball. Great shooter. I like his game. Yeah. Big fan of there his game. There was even a moment in transition when he, I think he made the two and then fell to the ground on the baseline. And it took, it just felt like it took him like a second longer than most to get up. And I was like. All right, these are the little things, the little things that, like, I I think he's going to become a better player just being here. I think he's going to become a faster and stronger player just being here. I mean, you saw it last year for a lot of guys as well. You know, I just love how I mess up one thing on the chat, and the chat just 
jumps me. I mean, it was it was um, it was bad. I want to get your thoughts on the NBA GM survey in a second, but going into Kings Warriors, Mm -hmm. I really hope the Warriors play their guys too. Same, absolutely. I think I mean that's the best thing that could happen for the Kings to really learn, make adjustments early on, right? Draymond's still out. Yeah, Draymond's going to be um, out for a minute. So it's like, yeah, I, I you could you could only hope that that's the way that Steve Kerr goes. The NBA GM survey came out, and the Kings did get some mention mentions uh, about the offense, which was which head coach runs the best offense. The GM surveyed said, number one, Mike Brown. Wow. Sacramento Kings, he got 33% of the vote. Steve Kerr, 23%. Mike Malone, 17%. Also, who is the best assistant coach in the NBA? Jordy Fernandez, the Sacramento yeah. Kings. He got 31% of the votes from the GMs who are all trying to like hire the guy next year. Yeah. They're like, I voted for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think they text him that? Like, I voted for you. They totally <laughs> did that. Which team is the most fun to watch? Number one, the Denver Nuggets, 30%. Okay. The Warriors at 23%. Sacramento at 20%. Okay. I mean, that's great for Sacramento. Sacra- I mean, Sacramento never gets that love. Yeah, but... Oh, stop. Be That's because you enjoyed it so much. Stop it. Who? Which team has the best home court advantage? Number one, Denver. Really? I, you know, I feel like that is more based on the elevation than the actual fans there. Okay. And I think Denver has good fans, but I don't ever go, man, this is crazy. But it's hard to play there because... To my eye. Okay. Uh, number two, the Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, not at Chase Center. Uh, that That's is too interesting high. to me. It's too high. I agree. Chase I, Center. I was at playoff games last year same. in San Francisco. The not crowd, impressed. The crowd wasn't that great. Dude, Steph had to literally do this. Steph to was the crowd. At one point, I was like, I am no, putting he, on a show. He went to the bench, grabbed bag and it was full of money he was handing out cash stand up stand up and all these rich people were like i already no, make enough like, no, money we, we make a lot of money yeah. i'm sitting courtside like what are you like, saying I'm good sweetie i paid millions for this yeah uh so it went nuggets warriors kings number three at 13 percent. i love that the jazz are right underneath the kings because that's all they got you know so they're going they are going to have mostly a good atmosphere because there's always going to be people there watching these games when there's not to act like there's nothing to do in utah but like yeah they're you know. an obnoxious uh home court advantage for sure celtics knicks raptors tied for fifth um which team all the most efficient offense this season number one the denver nuggets number two the sacramento kings according to nba gms mm, efficient so offense gms are still buying that the kings are gonna be super efficient okay one of the funniest ones which player is the fastest with the ball De'Aaron fox voted number one 57 percent okay john morant 37 percent where's sga last year morgan yeah John Morant got 62% of the vote. So what, De'Aaron Fox just got like 20 million times faster last year, according to these GMs? Like, the guy's been fast forever. And now he gets it because they had a good season. Translated into Ws. John Morant got slower. He's not the fastest with the ball. 62% said he was faster with the ball the year before. This year, he drops to 37. You know, you... It's so weird to me. Well, it's in... I'm, I'm... Yeah, whatever. So those were the Kings mentions on the NBA GM survey. Yeah, it was, I, I guess, all together, it was cool seeing the Kings high in a lot of those categories yeah. for what it's worth. Um, because we have been on the other end of shit for so many years now that I think it's really nice to have the perspective to like go, oh, it's cool that other people are enjoying this style of basketball enjoying some of these individuals some of these coaches and this coaching staff yeah i mean it's a fun style it's cool just being recognized though it is i also joke about the nba gm survey every year because there is zero chance to me that and look john schumann at nba.com does a great job i don't know how he puts the survey out but i'm gonna go ahead and guess that like brad stevens isn't like hey come back in 20 Joe Mazzula, I got to fill out this NBA GM survey. 
Like, do you think Monty McNair is feel? You think he's filling out this NBA GM well, survey? He like went to like Princeton, so maybe. My point is, like, you think know, all of the league's thirty NBA general managers they run an NBA front office like let's fill out this survey, okay? It's like I think no, I think some people give a shit, but also if you looked at like the Kings front <laughs> office, they also have people surrounding Monty yeah. McNair that are more than capable of like legitimately filling that out like at a fair at a fair um yeah sure but i'm just saying it's we call it a gm survey and it's i just don't buy that's like legit the gm's putting it together is yeah. my point yeah yeah also the nba came out with their top 100 list they're like unveiling it they still are going to announce their final 10 but king's fans took note of this that let's see i want to make sure i opened up the right one because I thought I didn't think it was like this. Oh, yeah. Okay, here it is. Okay, this is funny. So this is what ESPN put okay. out today. Number 23, De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Okay, cool. Last year, he's ranked 54th, so he jumps pretty wow. high. Why did he rise? 31 spots. He said Fox's huge year helped propel him. In our rankings, also didn't hurt that. Sabonis, Herter, Barnes, Murray, and Monk, the Kings were the most complete team. Fox has uh, played with during his tenure in Sacramento, led to snapping a 16-year drought, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The next player, Damanis Sabonis, who was 47 the year before that. Listen about power forward. Interesting, because I don't think he played oh, power forward at all center. last year. He is a center with the Sacramento Kings. Interesting. Casuals. Hey. But then the next person. Tyrese Halliburton. Look at that. Good for him. Morgan. What? I See, I like how you said that. Like, what? You, this was an intentional play by ESPN. You're telling me they go Fox, Sabonis, Halliburton in a row. Co Morgan, Fox, so, Sabonis, Halliburton. So literally, literally them just putting PF by Sabonis's name is like someone's name being Michael and they're calling him Michael or something. You know what I mean? It's like they're yes, yeah. it's it's getting their name right. They're sure they don't they're they're putting him there. But here, let me put a little spin. I'm not going to get your position right, and I'm going to put the guy you were traded for right above you. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. trying to get a reaction. I it's like funny. The drama. Whatever, they're all good players. I like. The I don't drama. get caught up in the rankings. That's what's. It's they put these out before the season. They're like we got to get people excited about it. Let's get the fan bases revved up and go to our website. What do we do? Hey, let's put Fox and Bonus Halbert next to each other. They'll get the NBA world talking. They'll talk about that trade again and who won the trade. And then it'll make Kings fans mad, and they'll they'll retweet it. Like, let's do it. That's what I imagine well, is being talked about when they're coming up with these it's ideas. It's just a click world. It's not yeah, yeah. like an actual... God, I'll never forget, too, when we were asked by some people to, like, uh, do some clickbait shit over the summer. Yes. And, and like, and we were like, no, no. Uh, the N says Sabonis is listed at power forward because that's his natural position. If Sabonis wingspan was center forward, he'd be listed at a center. Yeah, but he's, I mean, you, he's a center. I mean, that, I think that's his best position. You said power forward is his natural position. I mean, he's not going to guard some of these fours out there. And to me, he's a five. It's no doubt about it. He's a five. Obviously, if he was longer, that would be better because he could block some shots. He's got a 6'11 wingspan, and that limits him. That's why the verticality is so big, being able to take contact, draw some charges. So, anyway. Uh, what other thoughts do you have before we get out of here, Mo? Um, I Just give me give me some starters from the Warriors. Give me the starters from the Kings. Give me 10 minutes of decent basketball for the third preseason game. And then the rest, I think, for us, it's like, We'll do a little preview going into Sunday's game. But at the same time, like, I think we're going to be looking at a lot of the same things again, except with a different perspective of what Sasha's capable of, of what Chris Duarte's uh, capable of. Can Malik Monk clean it up? You know, like those things, um, just because it's preseason, I'm not taking it too serious, but I'm excited to see. Yeah. And I think there, there's going to be some extra energy in the building. I know yeah. I, it's. People are excited about this team in yep. Sacramento. It's their first chance to see them since game seven. It is the Warriors that, you know, there's a chance that Steph plays and CP3. And exactly. Play. Yeah. Bring it on, Sunday. I'm here for it. Of course, Sunday. we are live after every Kings game. 
We appreciate you guys hanging out. Before you go, make sure to hit the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast, make sure you're subscribed there and give us five-star ratings. All it does is help our channel continue to grow. We are dropping content every single day. We should also note that the Howard Beck interview we did uh, today that came out for Patreon supporters and YouTube members, that will be out for everyone Friday. Yep. So. Yeah, just an exclusive early drop for those members, and then it will be out for everyone as well. Um, but like you said, we got more and more content coming, so thank you for following it, supporting us. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We love you guys so much, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.